Welcome to Say What, an ESL podcast for speakers all over the world with advice, tips, and stories to tell. I'm your host, Wanda Atkins. Welcome to episode two, and today's guest is Lena. She's going to explain her experience of when she moved to a different country, but let's let her tell you about that. Just listen. Here we go. Okay. Hello. Hello. Uh, this is Lena that's with us today. How are you today? I'm great. I'm very excited to be here. Great. Great. Well, you're from uh, across the water. Where are you living? I am currently in New York. You're currently in New York. Yes. Okay. And, but and- I went to I went to Yukon, and I know you're from Connecticut, so I'm a you know uh, I lived in Connecticut for a few years. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh wow! Okay, Yukon, great basketball team. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's a big deal in Connecticut because in Connecticut you guys don't have any professional sports really, mm-hmm. uh, so everything is Yukon oriented. So it's like a very I know it's an important thing to add when I speak to somebody from <laughs> Connecticut. Everybody's like, "Yes, you went to Yukon." <laughs> yes, husky. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. But are you originally from Connecticut? Where are you from? No, I'm originally from Poland. And I moved to New York when I was almost 15 years old, a few months shy. Okay. Okay. 15 years old. Wow. Okay. So tell us your story. What did you want? What would you like to talk about today? Well, I think accents would be appropriate here, considering the topic of your podcast and what I do. So by trade, I'm a speech language pathologist but I'm also an accent coach. And the reason why I wanted to help people with their accents, it's because I know how hard it was for me to express myself when I first came to the United States. I used to have a very big accent, which, you know, looking back on it now, it wouldn't have bothered me as much if I was the age that I am now. But being a 15-year-old girl, and having American friends, the last thing you want is to stick out and to sound different and sound funny. So I unconsciously modified my accent where I still have a bit of an accent, but it's just not strong at all. So this is something that I did for myself. And for me, it just helped me feel like I fit in in the States a lot better because of what I did. And I became an accent coach because I know the struggle of how it feels to not to feel feel like you fit in. I mean, you move to another country or, you know, you start to speak another language and in our case, English, and it's not easy. Not only do you have to know the grammar, you have to know, you know, the conversational rules. There's so much to consider the vocabulary. And on top of it, you have to put it all together and make it sound pretty. So it's a lot to consider. It's very stressful for some of us. And I want to help people who are not confident when they're speaking English to become confident. And that doesn't mean you're going to sound like a native speaker because I don't think that should ever be a goal. I think what it means is to become the best communicator you can possibly be. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's why I try to convince people. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, the the standards are crazy because people have this idea that if you were born in the States or 
or another English speaking country, um, you know, you speak perfect and actually nobody does. Americans even, everybody has a different accent here. People make mistakes, you know, they take long pauses and they interject words and they mess up on grammar sometimes. And it's natural, it's fine. But immigrants and and non-native speakers, uh, we give ourselves such high standards because we feel like we come to another place or we're speaking a new language that we have this incredible, incredibly high standard in our mind where we feel like we have to be perfect at it. Uh, because a lot of us, we want to be perfect at what we do. And that's absolutely not what you should be doing when you're speaking English, because you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. There is no perfect English accent. No, That's kind of the, <laughs> that's the big secret. There isn't any, like even standard American English, it's rare that I feel somebody like hear somebody be like a perfect speaker. It's very rare. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. When you, it's just really communication is the most important thing. yeah exactly it's getting message across Mm -hmm. and and for some people yes it's when you have a big accent what happens is the people the person you're communicating with or the group of people you're communicating with you might not be understood and that results in frustration you're not clear there's communication breakdown where you have to repeat yourself and it's not easy and also you might be judged because unfortunately it happens where if you have an accent there's statistics on it where you do get judged pretty largely, you know? And if this is something that bothers you, it's it's pretty difficult. But if you're okay with being yourself and, you know, bringing your language into the way you communicate in English, it's totally fine. Um, but for people who have struggles because they don't want to be judged or they they feel like they don't fit in or because they can't be understood because they have a really strong accent, there's so many yeah. things that you can do. Yeah. To yeah. make yourself sound better. Okay. So what, what kind of things do you do to, to help accents, for example? So the first thing I think everybody should focus on is auditory training. So essentially what that means is that you train your ear to understand, not only understand English, but kind of know what it sounds like, right? So you want to listen to native speakers uh, talk. You want to listen to... Um, movies or people talk on video, people talk in podcasts and really listen in to the way that they communicate. Because what that's doing is training your brain to pick up on these patterns. So then later on, you can kind of, um, you can make them yourselves, right? You can recreate them. If you don't do that, if you don't really listen to English and you just learn from a book, it's not going to sound natural. So it's the first thing I think um, people should do is really pro- focus on that auditory training. And once they feel like they've got it, you know, they really listen in, they understand the patterns of the way that people speak, they understand the intonation, they understand the stress, they understand really the supra pragmatics of things. Um, so prosody, things, the, the melody, the rhythm of the, of the language, um, then they can really um, make it themselves or they can recreate it some way. So I think that's one of the first things you need to focus on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So important to listen, 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 people. Listen. <laughs> Definitely listen in. Yes. It is the first, it's the first thing you need to do and immerse yourself as much as you can. And I know it's hard now with the pandemic, but there's so many ways you can do it because mm-hmm. 
of the audio capabilities. You have a smartphone. Most of us have a smartphone and we're connected on the internet and we can listen to or watch even videos on YouTube. Now the clubhouse is a new craze. You can go on clubhouse and listen yeah. for hours to people yeah. speaking because yeah. a lot of the rooms are in English. There are some, some that are in different languages, but most of them are in English. So you can really listen in and yeah. just go to town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna think. I'm gonna introduce my students to Clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's <laughs> so they, yeah, so they can try, you know, Good to idea. speak with different people. That's also a great idea. Definitely a great idea. Um, so, yeah. so you're originally Polish, and mm -hmm. you, as you said, moving to the states was a big change and everything like that when you were 15. Um, would you move back to Poland ever again, or do you think you might? Um, you know, I considered it, especially at the beginning of the pandemic. I was like, I'm going back to Poland. This is crazy. I can't deal with this in the United States. Um, there's just something so familiar about it. But at the same time, I've lived in the States now, essentially a little bit more than I have in Poland. And I've spent my adult years here and I went to school here. And I feel like I can communicate in English on like an advanced level because I didn't go to um, college in Poland. So I speak Polish as a native language, but you know, the, my vocabulary and um, my studies finished in middle school. So it's a little bit different. So I feel like going back to Poland, it might be a bit of a culture shock to me um, mm. as, it, as it is with mo moving to new countries. And it definitely would be easier to adapt there because I speak the language and I know the culture very well yeah. and I look Polish, so <laughs> I wouldn't stand out. Um, but I, it's hard. It would essentially be like moving to a new country for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, same thing here. It's well, like moving back to this. I've been here, like like you said, more than I had been in the states. Now it's incredible. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. <I'm> like, Whoa. <laughs> so, yeah, that I I do think there would be a culture shock. Still, you know, even today, definitely. Especially coming from a place like France, mm. because I feel like the French you really are present with what you're doing. I feel like that's what I liked about friends. Even when you're eating a meal, you know, it takes hours and you talk and you spend time together <laughs> and it's like a very present country mm -hmm. and America's not that. So <laughs> you have to work yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's very, yeah. We were very, it's, it's very so different. Many different. So yeah, many different. So many different. So yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. That's definitely, I, I don't know if I could, you know, like you said, it would be a culture shock, I think, for certain things, yeah. you know, because I could say that now I, I kind of adopted the country I'm living in. I'm more, you know, European than anything else. So, yeah. yeah. And it's so different in Europe than it is in in the United States. Yeah. And um, and it's a good and a bad difference, I feel like sometimes, depending on what you like. Mm -hmm. Um but I have to be honest here. I don't see myself living in New York forever. It's just a little bit too crazy for me. Yeah. Um, it's just somewhere where my family is right now, at least majority of my family. Mm -hmm. So it's comfortable, but I know my soul will be so much happier in Europe. Like I just, I just know. So ah. something to consider, but I do love Spain. I lived in Spain for a year. And I think uh, yeah. if I was to pick between Poland and Spain, I would pick Spain. <laughs> Yeah, Spain is wonderful. Yes. <laughs> Spain is wonderful. Love Spain. Absolutely. Adore yes. Spain. Me too. Place. 
it's it's not too far away from here so it's yeah yeah well you're kind of really close you could drive there right yeah 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 north yeah 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 drive there you know so it's 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 it's, that's what's nice about europe it's well that's so many different countries within a small distance compared to so many yes i mean i remember when i was in poland it was elementary school and we went on a trip a school trip to italy we drove a bus like 30 hours, six, you know, six graders. <laughs> and it's like a typical thing to do when you're in Europe, you just travel, you go to different places. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what would you say is maybe the biggest challenge in helping people um, learning how to change their accent? I think the mindset is the biggest thing so many people want to speak like a native speaker and they do not like the way they pronounce things. They do not like the way that, um, you know, they speak in general in English and it's hard for them to kind of accept that maybe even if I work on my accent, I'm not going to sound perfect. There is just this idea of perfection that people really struggle with that they want to pursue. And it's just not, Something that's, that in my opinion, obviously nobody's perfect. Nothing is perfect. So it it should never be a goal for any one of us, but it's really hard to accept Mm. because I think speaking is such a part of who we are and how we communicate. And it opens up so many opportunities for you. If you're well-spoken, if you sound good, you know, it opens up opportunities for you in terms of work, in terms of networking, in terms of traveling, really anything Mm -hmm. you need to be able to communicate. So I think that's one of the hardest things is to adapt that mindset that even if you're not a perfect speaker, you can still be a good communicator. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's a confidence booster also, you know, when you, like you said, as long as you, you know what you're talking about and you're communicating, if you feel confident about what you're saying, that changes everything. Yeah. you know, um, 100%. 100%. It's just because uh, some people say yes, but they use, you know, different words that are more educated than an asset. No, it, it doesn't depend on that. <laughs> That's not the biggest yes. thing. It's really it's not. not. It's yeah. not. And uh, it's like a myth. <laughs> it is. It, it's a myth. You know, it's a total myth. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. So many of us, we just set ourselves up for this almost for failure, you know, because it's so hard to adapt to be like a newscaster or something. And meanwhile, they're reading, they're not even talking. So it's, we have these goals in mind to sound perfect. And it's just, you know, it's just not something that we should strive towards. And you're totally right. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's a bit unrealistic in a sense because unless you do some kind of like cia training or something i don't know (laughs) or you become a spy or something and you just yeah you know maybe maybe we can tweak the brain we can tweak the brain but uh yeah 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 i mean there are people who can and i think a lot of it depends on the age of when you start to speak english Mm-hmm. Um, when you learn it, because the older you get, the harder it is just because of the way our brain works. Our brain is plastic. 
and we're able to reshape and relearn, reshape our brain and relearn new things, but, and create new connections, but the older you get, the harder it is for us. So if you're younger, if you're in your teens, it's a little bit easier for you to do rather than when you're in your twenties, your thirties, your forties, uh, not impossible, but it's harder. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like, I think it depends on what you want to do. Cause if you're an actor, I did work with an incredible actor from Germany and one in my course and, you know, for him, he wants to be able to work in Hollywood and he wants to be able to get movie roles in blockbusters and, you know, things like that. So if you are an actor, you need to have a perfect accent if you're going to be playing an American person, right? So I get it. So then you can really work hard, try to get it perfect. But I don't think it's a necessity, essentially, what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Okay, what was my follow-up question? <laughs> I have a follow-up question. <laughs> what would be your most precious advice for people uh, in, in trying your methods? I would say just get out and talk. Because if you're going to sit back and try and learn and try to understand things and you know try to do things behind closed doors, It's great in a sense, but it's limiting to you. Mm -hmm. The best way to learn is to talk and to practice in real time and have conversations and get feedback from people. So don't hide behind the books. Don't hide behind the screen. Just go out there and talk. And it's kind of uh, what I love about Clubhouse, going back to it, is that it's not a video platform because I know how intimidating can be to get on video if you wanted to go on live with somebody or if you want to go meet on zoom even you know it's very different and in clubhouse it's audio only it's just your picture and your voice so what's neat about it is that it's a great place to practice because it takes away that video component Mm -hmm. um so i think that's definitely one of the biggest takeaways i would have for Mm -hmm. everyone is Mm. go out and talk speak english yeah the more you do it the better you'll be at it yeah, yeah. It's a uh, practice makes perfect, but imperfect, but perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's practice. I like to say practice makes progress. Makes I love progress. It. Yeah, yeah. We got to change that one. Practice makes progress. I like that. Practice makes progress. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, I wanted to thank you very much for, you know, taking the time today. I know we have different time zones here. <laughs> I appreciate you coming you know. on. I know you guys got snow today. It was a crazy day. And yeah, I appreciate yeah. you meeting yeah. with me and inviting me on the show. <laughs> and so you also have a podcast. I do, yes. do you have. Yes. What is the name of your? Let's plug it. What's the name of your podcast? <laughs> it's called The Accented World. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an interview based podcast right now. But what I'm planning to do moving on is also do solo episodes where I can actually talk about being coming a good communicator more uh, because those episodes seem to be very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially I interview immigrants, first generation Americans and, um, and global citizens in general, people who have traveled or well-traveled who are inspiring and successful in some way in the hopes of inspiring the immigrant community to dream big in their life, career and business um, and you know, just have great conversations to share and stories. Okay. um, To inspire. Yeah. 
All right. So there you have it. Uh, you have to check out Lena. Yes. <laughs> also her podcast. Want to hear that too. So I'll put that in the description um, for, for the podcast, but go and listen to Lena. She's got some good stuff there. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's thank really you. Good. Got you plugged. You're plugged in there now. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. So I'm going to tell you have a very nice afternoon. For me, it's the evening. <laughs> For you, it's yes. the afternoon. Enjoy your afternoon. And I know just after this, you're going to record a podcast. So good luck I am. with that. Good luck with Thank that. Thank you. Okay. And <laughs> Thank we'll, you we'll, so much. And we will definitely stay in touch. Okay. Yes. All right. I would love that. Yes. Okay. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Next up, a class of students that talk about society and the world around them. You're coming back for part one of a two-part series. Have a great day now. We'll see you soon. Bye.